The coronavirus pandemic has hit small businesses across the country hard. They were forced to quickly shut their doors with no clear timeline for when they could reopen. In New York City, establishments that sell food and drink were among those deemed essential. And that proved to be an accidental lifeline for one Brooklyn shop. I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape. Jane Motorcycles in Williamsburg is not your ordinary retail store. In addition to selling motorcycles and apparel, they have a coffee bar. And because of that, Jane Motorcycles was allowed to stay open during the pandemic. They even added gourmet sandwiches and other food items to their menu in the midst of the outbreak. I recently talked with the founders of Jane Motorcycles on Zoom. My name is Adam Callen. I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Jane Motorcycles. My name is Alexander DiMatteo, and I am also co-founder and co-CEO of Jane Motorcycles. Well, Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Adam, thank you. Thank you. So can I get an espresso with that motorcycle, and I'll also take a jacket? Not something you typically hear in one breath, but you could hear that at Jane's Motorcycles, right? Absolutely. And right now you can hear it too. It's the only reason we're still open is because we actually built a business that survives pandemics. We've opened up a little bodega pantry to uh, serve the community. So that's new to the business, huh? Yeah, yeah. But because you serve coffee, that's why you were able to open in the first place? That's how, yeah, we've been deemed essential because of the cafe. Let's talk about this business model, first of all, this idea of mixing all of these things together. How did that come about? end result was a clothing brand but in the beginning we didn't have the ability to just do everything in one shot so we were opening a retail store but because Adam and I both grew up around skate shops and surf shops we wanted to give people the ability to hang out in in the shop and having a cafe as part of it gave people the ability to come every day for something without having to buy a helmet or buy a jacket so for us, it was a community building. You know, we, we built this business around things that we, the way we want to live. And that was part of what we wanted in our life. Yeah, I mean, we basically just took everything, all the things that we loved and created a business out of them. Where did you both grow up? I grew up in Los Angeles, uh, born and raised in LA. And Alex is born and raised in New York City. Where in New York City, Alex? I grew up in Chelsea. Did you ride a motorcycle? I actually, my family had a place upstate. um, So I grew up on dirt bikes up there. And then I grew up in the city. This, I think I was 15, 16 when I got my first motorcycle in the city. How did you two settle on Brooklyn for this shop? We were both living in the city when we were uh, in, in Manhattan, when we started, you know, putting together the business plan and meeting and figure it out and honestly the the, the, the the real answer is we kept hearing about Williamsburg kept hearing about Brooklyn kept hearing about what was going on there and we took trips out there and it just made more sense than being in the city there was more ample parking you could pull up your motorcycle um, there was just more available real estate and uh, to, to be honest we we took a shot at Williamsburg not really knowing too much it, about the neighborhood. <laughs> it looked it looked a lot different a week after we signed the lease. Yeah. Like yeah. there's places we drive by that were like, remember that crappy ass gas station we wanted so bad? And now it's a high rise. And we're like, well, I guess we couldn't afford it. Yeah. 
we, How long ago was that now? When did you first sign that lease? So that would have been eight, like seven, seven years ago, seven, though. Eight. It was uh, November of 2013 when we opened. Yeah. So we were looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. In May, May, we were started looking in May of 2013. How would you say the business has grown over these last several years now? The business has like Alex said, we initially wanted to be a clothing brand, but we, we didn't really have the wherewithal to like just launch a brand. So the, the brand and the business has evolved a lot from what was for all intents and purposes, a, a, a retail shop carrying other brands with a small espresso machine and a motorcycle um, to us really developing our own brand, our own line, our own um, menswear line into becoming Jane Motorcycles menswear. And uh, with, you know, the cafe and with with the custom motorcycles, but it's truly become more of a, an apparel brand over the, over the years. Yeah, we didn't come at this with any previous knowledge of anything. Like seriously, not one aspect of this. Um, I think I worked at Starbucks for like a month previously. Adam had, you know, some light experience and we've been around clothing, yeah, but never around the like what you actually need to know in order to run a brand. So this gave us the it was like a it, it allowed us to learn every aspect slowly while somehow or another we scratched out enough money to pay the rent and i mean now we 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 legitimately know how to run a clothing brand did anyone ever say you're nuts for wanting to combine coffee motorcycles and clothing all in one shop why not just do one thing and one thing well did you hear that everyone told us that <laughs> now there wasn't a person that thought what we were doing was a smart idea and in fact um in the infancy of us planning this, we went to a uh, a New York City. New York City offered these business advisors free to kind of like help us help you with a business plan and give you some kind of advice. And we took them up on that. Um, we would go down to like Lower Manhattan and meet with this this guy, and he told us we, it was the worst possible idea that we ever could have come up with. He said, "Pick one." Pick either clothing or motorcycles or coffee. Do not combine all three. He said you will immediately fail. He said you have to stick to one. And and we we looked at each other and said, you know, no, sorry, this is our idea. This is what we want to do. We're not doing what people think we should be doing. We're going to do what we want to do. And um, so far, it's been a, a fun ride. How would you describe your customer base? Are they more motorcycle enthusiasts? Are they more coffee drinkers? Do you get them all? We get everything. The hardest thing about the motorcycle community is that it is not, you could take skateboards or, you know, those little, the small niche sports and your customer base is exactly what you think it is. For motorcycles, it, it runs the spectrum. So, you know, along the way we, we, and also, Adam and I run the spectrum. So we're not your run-of-the-mill, you know, Harley guy or sport bike guy. We're actually, we oddly enough see eye-to-eye -eye on all of it. But there's, when we first started this, what we saw 
was such a tiny little aspect of it. It grew from there. But in the beginning, when we first opened, we, you know, you have to, uh, the, the motorcycle community is so big that if you try to please everyone, you'll please no one. And in order to do anything original, you kind of got to, you're going to piss everybody off in the beginning because it's not what they know. It's not what makes them comfortable. You know, it's not, you know, so we got, you know, we opened and, and the motorcycle community in New York would, would have liked us to just be a neighborhood shop that they could hang out in. And, you know, that was, and that's it. And that wasn't what we wanted. You know, we didn't want, we actually didn't really want the motorcycle community as it stood right then. We wanted to create our own community. Yeah, I mean, I, Alex was a lifelong motorcyclist and, and passionate about motorcycles. I came late to motorcycles um, in my life. And I, to be honest, I didn't identify at all with the motorcycle community. The, um, it just, it, it didn't speak to me. Like I didn't speak like the, the, the apparel, the, the technical gear, like it's all great. It looks cool, but like I never wanted to be the guy wearing like the like the, the track suit and look, looking like a like a stormtrooper. And so when Alex and I decided to kind of create a clothing brand around it, we wanted to do something, you know, kind of reinvent and make it a little bit different and make it something, you know, that you can wear on the bike, off the bike, and and, and something that kind of transcended motorcycles in a way. And so that's where we've shifted um, from like what Alex was saying, which was like the, the, just the typical, you know, run of the mill motorcycle brand. Talk to me more about that clothing brand. What does it look like? How diverse is it? Well, so we spent the, so I mean, at, 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 at the end of seven years, we, we have, we, we do know, we know our direction. It, did, it was not, we didn't even know our roles. When, we didn't even know what roles there were to be had, so we didn't have, know how to separate them. But, you know, we, on the design side of it, we, business will tell you to take your customer and design for that person. I'm here to tell you that that rarely translates because if you're designing for somebody else, you're not putting yourself in that and it loses something. So for a minute, you know, we, we, we come from the street world, skateboarding, surfing, all of it. So there's a, a bunch of different aesthetics all jumbled into one. And then we're also two men in our forties. So we're also not kids anymore. So it took us a while to, to iron out our vision and at the end of it, we just decided to make clothing that we wanted. Like, literally look in our closet, look at what we're shopping for, yeah. and make it as good. Really what it turns out to is we take iconic garments that we grew up wearing, that we still wear to this day, and we found a great fabric supplier in Japan that get, gets us fabrics that normal companies won't use because they're a little too expensive but because we're small we're able to manufacture in a different way and so we take things that we grew up wearing and we reinvent them to work for us now 
What about the motorcycles? You said that the motorcycle community is a diverse community. What types of bikes are you selling? So selling motorcycles was never a, it was building custom motorcycles was an idea in the beginning. And we built a couple bikes and realized that there is it, the only way to make money in building custom motorcycles is to have money before you build custom motorcycles. There's, it's, it's, a uh, and the, and the thing about being from New York, that's where it really hurts it because you can't pay $20,000 a month rent for a garage and all these other things and still try to etch out a small profit on a motorcycle. So what we did was we built motorcycles for our passion. We made no money on them and that it worked out great because it was our voice. We were able to, you know, their marketing and all the other things turned out good behind them. Yeah, I mean, it turned out to be more, we realized early that it wasn't gonna be a real big revenue driver for us, um, but we did realize that in the age of Instagram and Tumblr and imagery that it was a branding exercise that was invaluable to us so that we could build a beautiful bike, have people follow that build or just really identify with it and use that as, as a way to, to, to market and brand Jane motorcycles. Where are the bikes manufactured? Where do you make them? Uh, we have a garage in, in Williamsburg that we, that we uh, work with a friend. We have a, yeah, we have a partner that's close by, so we, we do everything with him. So we have the, we have the, where, we have the showroom, the cafe, and our, our main retail spot in Williamsburg, and then we have the garage in Williamsburg as well, just a little bit, about like 10 blocks away. That's great. These are Brooklyn-crafted motorcycles. Yes. Motorcycles, and the clothing is all made locally too, so all our production is done between New Jersey, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. What about the coffee? We know coffee drinkers can be pretty opinionated. Tell us about your coffee. Yeah, I mean, so to start, Alex and I really, like you said, we didn't, we were self-taught. So we, be, we trained ourselves how to become baristas. Uh, we were using a small local roaster. Um, now we're using a, a, a company called Counterculture Coffee. They've been around for 20 years. They're, they're amazing. They, they're out of North Carolina great customer service but we really try to deliver you know with with our baristas in, in store to really deliver and serve a well-crafted cup of coffee espresso um you know latte whatever um it's important to us so that that people actually get a nice cup of coffee because we want them coming back and we appreciate we appreciate coffee so you'll have the motorcyclists come in there, but then you'll have the mom pushing a baby stroller down. Yeah, the, yeah mom, the, the, if you look in this store in the morning, it has nothing to do with motorcycles. Uh, I mean, that was the point, was to bring in the community, not just to bring in the community. There's enough, there's enough places that cater to motorcyclists. There's enough, you know, they have their world. And the other thing is, is if that's all you cater to in New York City, surprisingly, it's really a very, very, very small market. So for us, it was about more about the community that like our, you know, we're married, our wives, places that our wives can hang out, places that, you know, we have dogs, that dogs hang out. You know, it's not, it was more about who we hung out with than it was specifically the motorcycles. What about the name? You're Adam, you're Alex, who's Jane? 
Well, so the name we didn't when we were trying to come up with the name for the brand. Um, the furthest thing we wanted to be was something that was like, like you know, Fast Eddie's motorcycle shop, or like you know, Skull and Crossbones, or something and something. And uh, we wanted a name that was the exact opposite of what you would think a motorcycle shop brand cafe would be called. And um, I mean, the story is Alex grew up riding dirt bikes with a girl that we think her name is Jane. We're not 100% sure, but um, it just rung true to us. It sounded nice. There's a Jane Street in New York. Um, it was, it just, it flowed. It was, and it, like I said, it was the exact opposite of what you would think the brand would be called. And it's, it's been a great name for us. As you said, you went into this without a lot of knowledge, with a lot of people telling you, don't do this. What would you say are among the greatest lessons you've learned over the years? I mean, you've remained successful in New York City after several years. It's not an easy thing. A lot of places open and close in New York City. I mean, there's so many lessons, but uh, a couple off the top of my head, like, you know, this has got to be your your baby and if you don't and if you don't give every single thing to this project um it's gonna fail if you don't like alex and i worked every single day three 365 for the first three years didn't take a day off um and when this happened we came back to i mean we never really slowed down too much no no but uh yeah i mean this was we were just we decided that this is all in and and that's that whatever it took to succeed and failure was not an option it's got to be in your personality also this is as much as this is our job this is also what we love and you have to be aware of what running a business actually is it's you know it's it's not whatever the if you're doing it for an ego it's it's a waste of time you have to genuinely love it, it it's because I mean, especially nowadays, nobody needs you. You know, it's uh, people go online in two seconds, and Amazon will push them to them much faster. So, you really have, you know, what you what you're selling has to have your blood, sweat, and tears in it. You have to, you have to. That's why I, I you know, I really would recommend anybody doing a business that you, clothing especially, make things that you want. Because at least if you want them, you've got one customer, you know, and uh, so that's and that that's a scary one because you have to trust your instincts a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and and totally. And speaking of ego, um, we you gotta we had to take our ego out of this and ask for help whenever there was available. Like serious, like. When we it wasn't just Alex and I doing this by ourselves. It, I mean, it was, but like asking whatever we needed help, we 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 asked whether it be friends, people we just met. We're always kind of, we're open to that because we know that like we can't do it all by ourselves, and like we have to take our ego out of it to, to be successful. Yeah, there's never. I mean, every aspect of this business was built by the community. Whether or not, I mean, like downstairs, the the on the floor of the store. We put all of our samples out when we make them and we literally have every person that comes in the store, try them on and like, what do you think? What do you like? What do you, do you want to change this? Do you want to change that? You know, not, 
we kind of accost we, 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 we kind of open them. our heart when we when we do everything here it's we don't have any walls to our office we don't go there's no doors where we do everything in the middle of everyone and i don't know if that's good or bad but i mean from the day we get fabric swatches to the to the sample that comes in it has 30 40 eyes on it throughout the day and you know, every aspect of it gets commented on by all these people. So number one, develop a thick skin and be able to take criticism in a constructive way, even from the person that all they ever do is criticize you. And learn and learn who to listen to. And but not to even to. those yeah. people, yeah. you know, like you can... If, if you do it consistently and that same guy always has something bad to say, at some point, you're going to notice that even though he's saying something bad, it's not as bad as the last time. So he probably thinks it's actually good. He's just, you know, so it's like, even in the most negative person, if you, if you don't have an ego about it, you can pull something out of their comments. What's the best piece of advice someone has given you? Laird Hamilton has a great thing that he says. Um, they, he didn't give us this advice. But he, he, he gave it to the world. But it says, uh, embrace being a beginner. Because there's never, it's, it's the time when you actually have the ability to have fun. Because you're not supposed to know what you're doing. You've never done it before. So you can have an innocence about it. And that's when it's enjoyable usually the, the time when it's not enjoyable for people people hate being a beginner at things myself included but if you can if you can listen to that then you you quickly bypass being a beginner it's just like it comes it came in handy in so many different times in our business whether you know just when when things weren't working we had to pivot when you know we even even during this pandemic we pivoted towards you know uh, opening, becoming a little bit more of like uh, an essential uh, pantry for, for the local neighborhood. And that was us becoming a beginner again and just trying to figure out how to make things work and not take, you know, no for an answer and just, just, just figure it out. Yeah, that's, I mean, another thing for anybody opening a business is you can't, you have to look at everything every day. You have to look for the opportunity never look at don't ever put yourself as a victim there's never a time to like there's never a time to get pissed at the end of the day it's all on your shoulders so if the store has a bad day there's really nobody if the buff stops with you so you have to look inside and say okay what did i do wrong what can i fix how do i overcome this and, and, and sometimes you're just going to say, you know what, I'm okay with this level. You know, like we had, we brought our cafe up to a certain point and then we had to make a decision. Were we going to be primarily a cafe or were we going to be primarily a retail brand? And we chose to be a retail brand. You know, it's not the most comfortable place to come in and have a laptop. We have hip hop playing, you know, there's not, but we had to make that choice. And then you can't look at the cafe and go, man, we're so pissed. Why is it? Why aren't we making as much as the guy down the block? Well, the guy down the block has a different business model. And if you want to compete with him, then you have to compete with him. But you can't just expect things to happen when you haven't done anything. 
you know, and, and that, that's, it makes things a lot more, it made things a lot more comfortable for us. Cause it's like, you know, especially during this pandemic, you walk down and you see another cafe and they got a line down the block and you walk in and you say, well, why don't we have a line? It's like, well, we didn't establish that clientele. So that's the thing is, is be honest with yourself about what you've put into things. You know, you look at successful people, they, there is no accidental success. They work hard. So it's, you know, and I know that there's a lot of things I'm not willing to do. There's just certain, there's a certain level that I'm willing to work at. And I'm also okay with what that gives me, you know? So you want more, you got to push yourself. What's it been like for you to, to go to work every day in the midst of this pandemic? What's the neighborhood like for those who aren't out and about in Williamsburg? I mean, we, we have a little bit different opinions of, of, of what, how, to, how this whole thing is going down. Um, I'm probably a little bit more on the cautious side, uh, and like, you know, mask wearing, like, and, and, and we're both very responsible. I mean, the business, you know, we have the six foot rule, we have the must wear a mask to walk in. Um, I mean, the neighborhood, it's it's weird it's weather dependent like when it's cold cold out it's a it's a ghost town when it's hot out and the sun's shining it kind of doesn't even look like much has like been affected it's weird especially these last couple weeks it's i feel like people are like they've had it they're done and they're ready to kind of move on um i mean they're closing down the streets here so that people can like you know walk their dogs and play hockey in the street so that um you know people can get exercise so it's it's been strange for sure definitely was you know it's been a strange time but i feel like things are starting to look a little bit more normal having this store throughout this time has been a lifesaver for me personally i don't i would not do well staying in my little new york apartment and um the also i wouldn't have done well with firing our employees or having to i mean there's a lot of things that go into running a business that when you close that door, you know, we're seven day a week business. We're not, you know, and a lot of New York, most New York businesses are seven days a week. They don't know what it's like to close that door for a few days. And you know, the whole, the next steps of all of this have a bunch of hurdles that we are extremely grateful we don't have to jump through but at the same time it's been extremely sad to know that you know we advertise to get employees and we can't get employees because number one they're making twice as much money on unemployment than they were before and either that or they're scared to you know they're scared to work if what our feeling of this thing is, is much different from the person that has been in their apartment for, you know, three months. We are still used to being outside in the sunshine and having conversations and seeing people. They have a warped view on what the outdoors looks like. What are your hopes for the future of the shop? What are your ambitions with it? I mean, to keep growing, we you know, the brand, obviously, the, the sad thing is we were, this, 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 season we were projected to to really do well 
Like we were on target to like have an amazing year and we were really excited about it. And it, we had a lot of, you know, future planning for, you know, expansion and then this hit and thank God we stayed afloat and thank God we, we you know, stayed open and we're still doing okay. But, you know, the plan was to open up more stores, open up, um, you know, other locations, grow the brand globally and just keep, 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 keep grinding and crushing and just moving forward. But I mean, the other thing, so when this happened, you have to look at the, it's too early to see if the, the lasting implications of this, we don't know. Um, I mean, it has pushed past, it has pushed to a point where society has changed. It will hold on to aspects of this. You know, if you have one month, one, a month and a half where people got to stay inside, that's fine. And it's in the winter time, it's fine. They come out after that. You know, and if you can give them peace of mind, life goes on. This, life's not going on as fast as, you know, as it would have needed to. So we, I mean, we, we realized that we were grateful to have an online presence. And we realized that that is, it's definitely the future. Um, it's not the business that we opened. We opened a retail business, you know, um, but we are not going to fight it and be the old guys that are like, I hate the, uh, no. Alex, Adam, what's your website for people who want to check you out? Yeah, we're at janemotorcycles.com. Great. Alex, Adam, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, buddy. Adam Callan and Alex DiMatteo are the founders of Brooklyn-based Jane Motorcycles. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Boldarki. Thanks so much for listening.